0: Hello, welcome to the You Can Try podcast. I'm Penny Wilkin from You Can Coaching and on this podcast I'm going to talk to people who share my passion for swimming, cycling, running and triathlon as well as anything in between. Welcome to episode 23 of the podcast. This is part one of a long chat I had with wild swimmers Emma O'Brien and Mel Smith. In this episode, we talk about why we swim, how we got into it, what it does for us, and how it makes us feel. I'm very pleased to have Mel Smith and Emma O'Brien with me today, swimmers extraordinaire from Swim and Tonic and my fellow swimming partners. And we're going to talk all about cold water and winter swimming. So before we go any further, Mel and Emma, do you want to introduce yourselves, tell us a bit about who you are, what you do and your swimming life. So go on Emma, do you want to go first? And welcome back to Emma because Emma's been on the podcast
1: before. I have, hello. So um, yeah, just as a recap then, so um, a bit about me, I um, am an illustrator and monster maker and um, I go swimming as often as I can. Either to just have a good swim, you know, exercise type swim or, or to just be in some water and, and swim around with you guys and um, kind of, yeah, just just get the pleasure that you get from, from doing that.
0: Mel, go on, tell us about yourself.
2: Oh, goodness me, what to say? There's so much, isn't there, that you could say about yourself, but I'll stick to the facts. <laughs> um, my name is Mel Smith. I live in Coventry. Um, I am a former squad swimmer, turned just like to float about in bodies of water outdoors. Don't not so keen on swimming in pools anymore. Um, in my day job, uh, that's all ab- all about connections and relationships and community building. Um, and I absolutely love my day job. Um, but I do need the swimming to balance me out because that is not hard work, but it takes a lot of energy. And so I find that now being able to swim outdoors all year round is a really big thing for me in keeping me a bit more balanced. Some people might laugh at that because they might think, God, what would, she, what would she seriously be like then if she wasn't
0: swimming? Yeah. <laughs> um, what would she be I was- like?
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I'm also the founder of Swim and Tonic. Um, so, yeah, actually, it's it's going to be our anniversary in in January. I don't know if it's four or five years now. The time seems to have flown by, really. But um, yeah, so that's so. Me. Go on,
0: tell everyone about Swim and Tonic.
2: So, Swim and Tonic um, is a group for people who want to meet up to have a swim together. Um. The tonic is often as important as the swim. Um, And so you're not excluded if you don't want to swim. You can come and just join us and be around water as well. Um, I guess how it's developed as well is that um, the nicest thing for me about the whole thing about swim and tonic is that we have been on lots of trips and have um, persuaded lots of people who don't swim outdoors. who actually don't swim very much at all um, now to come and swim outside with us and I think those that for me that is the essence of Swimming Tonic about trying to be as inclusive as we can be um, and also to have fun but sometimes it feels a bit ironic that now sometimes I just want to swim in a small group whereas before it was all about you know big groups doing things together and all of that but I think that's just sometimes the way that your swimming journey goes, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and it's how much energy you've got in your life for different things at that moment, isn't it? Yeah. So what about the last month then? So tell us about lockdown 2.0. But yeah, tell us how it's been for you, what you've been doing, what's been difficult, uh, how you've managed not having any swimming, or maybe you managed to go swimming in the last four weeks when everything was closed. Um, so
2: go on, Mel. You first. Um, well, to be honest, I think I hit a bit of a, a bit of a wall because I, I well, it hasn't surprised me that we've gone into the second lockdown, but I just think um, work wise, I it was just so much time on a computer, and I'm I don't think I was born to be behind a desk. So as much as I'd loved actually being at home and working at home and all of that, it was kind of like, oh, gosh, enough now. And I just ended up feeling absolutely exhausted, um, like extraordinarily exhausted um, and a bit worried that I wasn't okay. But I think I am. And the way that I've coped with it is just swimming as much as possible, actually, Um, just kind of stealing swims early in the morning. So locally usually, um, just in the River Avon, Um, just going very early in the morning, keeping to the social distancing rules, um, and just really enjoying being able to start the day like that, which if I was at work in the office, would be more difficult for me to do because of time restrictions. Um, And so yeah, just found it so much easier really to be able to find the time to swim as well we've
1: not been supposed to be mixing have we with people. Emma? Um, Well as you know Penny in lockdown number one I um, started seeing posts and things about people buying giant paddling pools for their back garden and um, not wanting to be left out or be able to get wet at any point. I can't sit in the bath because we don't have a bath and our wheelie bin is dirty so I didn't want to go anywhere near that. I bought two meter by three meter paddling pool and um, we destroyed most of the garden putting a big concrete platform in to put this paddling pool in and they did lots of swimming in it in lockdown one and obviously lockdown two it's a bit colder. So you and swim have, on a bungee right? You have yeah cord, you yeah, yeah. On, a, on a bungee cord tied to a tree uh, Tied to the tree yeah and I um yeah so lockdown two I, I have got back in in the pool it's nice but it's easier to look after it in the winter because the algae doesn't really grow and the um, chlorine doesn't dissipate so it had gone quite green before and I, I cleaned it all out and it's great now but it's about five degrees so it's a lot colder than the river is at the moment and um, I had some advice um, that it might be nice to do a, a kind of Scandi um, cold dip, hot dip, because we've got a hot tub in the garden as well. So I did that, but I didn't really dip. I kind of got in our pool in the garden and swam for about five to ten minutes and then got in the hot tub. So it had gone from five degrees to 40. And I thought, oh, it's a bit hot. But it's fine, I'll get used to it. So I sat in there for a bit thinking, oh, I'm going to get used to it. And I was thinking, oh, my legs are just really hurting now. So, so I got out and they were just so red. You know how they go pink when you've gone in the Cold water? they were so red like they were scolded. So I got back in the pool and that was just the best thing ever because it just cooled it all down. It was really lovely. Not done it again, but I have been in the garden pool since. But then, like Mal said, um, I found a, an early trip to the Avon where I know there's not really going to be anyone else because it's six o'clock in the morning has just been the ticket really to you know just it's that kind of hole you get in and you're like oh brilliant now I just feel amazing you know and you
0: had to self-isolate as well didn't you for two weeks and so that's when you got in your garden pool again I did yeah yeah. and then in between you've been getting in the Avon so I have to say I haven't swam at all in We've noticed. lockdown too. Yeah. I think since yes, not even on
1: top of your wheelie bin.
0: Not even on top of my wheelie bin. So I mean, I, I um. So so the lockdown has finished. I've been in the pool since the lockdown finished teaching. Um, but yeah, lockdown for me. So all of that, like Mel said, sitting at a desk, being indoors, not really going out. I went from swimming two or three times a week and having mad swim days with Emma and working out in the gym to just sitting at my desk. Okay, I'm still riding my bike and running, but it's not the same movement for your back and your neck and your arms. And I had a heavy cold for a week. And because like there's not much work on, I could really indulge in my cold. So I lay on the sofa for like a week reading books and watching trashy TV and uh, lo and behold, all of that. I've got a locked down neck, so I've got a locked down neck, a locked down back, and it goes all down my arm. and I can't lift my arm up, so I'm not going to be swimming for
1: you know, at least another week. At least another mm-hmm. week. You need uh, some cold water therapy when we're allowed in each of those gardens. You can float in my cold pool, that'll so help right? yeah. So there's my lesson that you need to keep moving and sitting on the sofa
0: is just as bad for you as doing too much training. Okay. So we better start talking a little bit more about winter swimming. So do you want to tell us about how your winter swimming, cold water swimming journey started? So Mel, seeing as you're nodding your head, you can go first. Oh, well, actually my whole
2: open water swimming journey started in the winter Um, so it was like November time when I first started and it was partly because um, one of the girls at work said to me you know I know you don't you know form I'm a former squad swimmer so used to swim loads then just hadn't swum for years and years And she just said to me, she said, you do know you've got a different option than going back and swimming in the pool, don't you? And I was like, well, no, what is it? She says, well, you could, you know, do open water swimming. So I said, Oh, right. Okay. Well, where? you know, where, what, what do I need? She says, well, get yourself a wetsuit. Um, I'll, I'll take you. So off I went to Decathlon, bought a wetsuit. My mum was standing outside the changing rooms, laughing her head off because I was shaking myself into it. And those, you know, the familiar farting noises that often come out when you're putting a wetsuit on. So my mum was chuckling outside of the changing room. And also because I'd, in that time as well, I'd put weight on. And so I think one of the reasons that I wasn't swimming in pools because I didn't feel comfortable about my body. And, and so I just thought, you know, actually popping it all into a wetsuit kind of hides it a bit, yeah. doesn't it? So, um, yeah, just thought right I'll give it a go first when I ever did it was a November time and I just oh my goodness it was like somebody had opened up a whole new world to me instantly and I'd done none of the research knew nothing about what I was doing I just didn't really consider anything about it and just got in and um, absolutely loved it and started from there and then swam through that first winter and that's when I first sort of met Caroline and over at cliff lakes and we used to have There was just a, that first year there was a really small cohort of us that swam together throughout the winter um and i also took richard in winter as well so for people who don't know my son richard uh, convinced him that he should come swimming with me and he went in in the winter as well um only to say that he loved it but he was never going to do it again because it was far too cold but I do have to say that he has been back in numerous times now. but um, And that's really when it started.
0: And so the first season you did it all with a wetsuit. And then how did you progress to swimming without a wetsuit even in the winter? Well, how did that happen? Think,
2: you know, you kind of, once you start to meet other people and they're not swimming in in wetsuits and you're listening to all this advice that people are giving you, and so I thought, right, well, I'm, the, fol- the next year I thought I'm going to give it a go um, and did and really loved it. And I guess what I think is that it really, there's for me, there's no, no snobbery about wearing a wetsuit, not wearing a wetsuit. I just think it's a totally personal thing. And I know that when I've mentally not been great, if I didn't go back in my wetsuit, I wouldn't have swum and got that buzz and everything else so I just think you just have to take it as it comes Um, and just luckily so far this year I haven't felt like I've wanted to put my wetsuit back on Um, and so I think you know people say should you or shouldn't you wetsuit and I just think that you just that's a decision that you have to make for yourself and if you do it for a couple of years without a wetsuit and then all of a sudden you feel you need to go back into it, then you shouldn't feel that, you know, you can't. And that's, I guess that's just my opinion, but yeah. yeah
0: no, I, I agree. It's not black or white. It's, you know, some days you do, sometimes you don't, you know. Um, so go on, Emma, tell us about your winter swimming journey. How did you get into it?
1: <laughs> um, so I, I first swam, I mean, my dad used to live on a boat years ago. And um, we used to swim off the boat in the River Severn as kids, which I've told you before, Penny, is. Um, and then obviously didn't really ever occur to me again after that. Um, but it was when I was swimming regularly at cov Baths and um, I was a member of Swimming Tonic, because I don't even know why, I think it had popped up. And I think, Mal, i would met you before through like art fairs and, and stuff. And so I knew you, and I think that's why I, I knew of swimming and tonic. And I've told you this, I think, before in a, a, a podcast, Penny, that um, I just got chatting to people at, at the <laughs> pool and the people that might swim in the same lane as mine. And Susie had been talking about how she was swimming outside. And I said, Oh, I want to swim outside. And she said, Oh, well, we're going to Cliff Lakes tomorrow, it's the start of the season. And it was the start of the spring, so it was, what, 15 degrees, I think, April time. And I was like, oh, what do I need? And she said, Russell, can you, Emma, borrow your wetsuit? And he's like, yeah, no problem. So I borrowed this wetsuit and I went swimming with Susie and she had gloves and boots and let me borrow. Did I borrow the gloves or the boots, one or the other? So whichever one she didn't wear, she had freezing hands, so I can't remember. But I did 500 metres and I was like, oh, I just swam 500 metres in the freezing cold and freezing cold. It was 15 degrees, you know, went home, went on to Wiggle and bought a wetsuit as soon as I got home, literally. So I could go back the following week. And I think I went every Saturday for a while because I just thought this is just the best thing ever. How, why have I waited until... I was 40 to, to do this you know it was it was nuts and I was trying to figure it out today actually because I'm putting together a, another zine at the moment and I had to mention when I started doing outdoor swimming and I think it was April 2017 um, and then so obviously the winter swimming then it just I just kept going or you know and that's when I Did I take my wetsuit off in the summer when it got quite hot? And I remember swimming in Stony Cove and it was 30 degrees, the the outside temperature. And I was putting my wetsuit on and I could hardly breathe and it was wet with sweat. And they had the radiators on in the changing rooms. And I couldn't wait to get in the quarry because I was so hot in this wetsuit. But it still didn't occur to me to swim without it and um even then when i started swimming without my wetsuit i always put it on at stony cove it always seemed like it was too cold at stony cove to go without it but um i think it was that winter then that i properly took it off so you know similar in a way to mal that yeah i wore the wetsuit throughout the summer and then discarded it come september time and you know for me and i I agree with mal i think you know it's a personal choice for people um I personally, I think just the freedom of swimming without a wetsuit on is amazing. Um, It's good to put one on every now and again if you want to swim for a long time and it's only 15 degrees or 12 or 10 or whatever. Um, But it's the faff as well. I can't, I mean, for me personally, I just, it's bad enough when it gets really cold having to dry my gloves, you know, (laughs) I don't have to dry a wetsuit as well. I'm far too lazy for that
0: third world problems <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so you um so you swam through the summer and you know like the temperature's dropping and it's water temperature's like below 10 or something and you just carried on right yeah yeah so god tell me so why what do you get out of swimming when it's that cold because it's so cold it hurts right and you get out of the car and you go oh my god the air temperature is freezing and like god i've sat in my house with three layers on and so why on earth would you want to go outside take all your clothes off and get in
1: a in a freezing cold river what does
0: it do for you
1: shall i go first go for it so you're right and you know after a few years I still get that kind of what the hell am I doing it's freezing cold I feel the cold all the time anyway I'm the one in the house that turns the heating on I wear seven jumpers you know and I you know take all my all my stuff off and I'm there in my swimming costume thinking what am I doing this is ridiculous you still have that anxiety not anxiety but nervous energy about getting in, and it hurts, it's biting, it hurts different areas. I think we were joking when we were on a research trip, weren't we? That oh, I feel it in my hips, <laughs> it's a certain temperature, or it makes my knees ache if it's a certain temperature. But then once you get past that, and you just got this deep breathing, and it just feels for me, I feel like I've been wrapped up in this kind of magical blanket, and I just <laughs> feel totally alive i know that might sound a bit cliched but like i'm just completely there in the moment and it is just all about me and you can forget all the stresses and the worries that you might be dealing with at that moment i feel cold i gone numb but i just feel amazing and and yeah to, totally alive and 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 part of of nature that's not the wrong word i just um magical
2: Okay, cool. Mel, what about you? Well, so many of those I sort of reiterate so much of what Emma's just said there. I think this year I'm looking forward to enjoying it the most out of all the years I've done it. And the reason for that is because I went through a phase, which I think many people do, where you see everyone else swimming and you think, oh, I want to be able to swim 600 meters in in you know four degrees or because it's just like that you're on this voyage of discovery about why you're doing this thing and all of that and gosh sometimes i feel such a fraud because so many people say to me oh my god you must be so fit you would do all this swimming and i think if only they knew <laughs> because totally this year what i've said to myself is i am only staying in for as long as i have that Feeling of elation. Once I start to feel that this feels a bit uncomfortable, I'm getting out because I've done the years of staying in. You know, we've done competitions. You know, I was saying to Emma that you know, gosh, I won the 25 meters in the elderly category at the um, at one of the winter swimming events. You know, I had a right medal haul the first year that I did the chill swim. I was like, I thought I was going to the ice Olympics, you know, I was that, I felt so good about it all. And I think there was something in me that still needed to prove something to myself about competing and all of that. And I just now feel like this year, I can't wait to swim all through winter with no pressure on myself, with just knowing why I do it, because it just makes me feel so good. Knowing myself and my body well enough to know when I've been in long enough, and just to get out on the cusp of that, okay, I don't want to be stood there when I get out absolutely shivering so much that I can't drink my coffee, that I can't have a conversation with someone else. Um, and if that means that I'm in for 18 minutes, 15 minutes, 12 minutes, five minutes, whatever it is, then to know that that is enough, because I will totally enjoy it without all the bit that is, is a bit more worrying. Um, and I I think I learned something when I went to Copenhagen, it was sort of February, March time one year and um, this is the poor advice that I also gave to Emma about jumping in, a, jumping in a hot hot tub and then going out and jumping in the, you know, something quite cold. It was slightly different because we were walking across this bridge and I saw a sign that said Winterbaden and I thought does that mean winter bathing? Oh my God, someone's going to swim. So I went down and they've got this amazing setup where you could swim in the river and they'd got a sauna on the side, um, music, beer, food, the lot. And what they did was they would go into the sauna, come out, jump in the water, get out and go back in the sauna And I just thought, you know, I was used to staying in a bit longer. So I thought, well, I'm going to swim around a little bit. It was three degrees. It was absolutely freezing. And um, they were all sort of like pointing at me as if to say, what is she doing? Like, Why has she been in so long? You know, oh my goodness, is she okay? Um, And I just thought, actually, yeah, why did I do that? Because when I got out, I just felt terrible. Um, So there is something about knowing... Knowing yourself and knowing what's right for you, and and it's all right to be competitive and to you know to do all that sort of stuff, but you know just take take the pressure off yourself and just try and enjoy
0: it. So I was just going to say about my winter swimming journey, actually. So which is interesting because you say you two say about how you get this sense of elation and and uh, how magical it is, and you know all I'm thinking is. Sheesh, sheesh, sheesh. This is cold. This is awful. This is hideous. How am I going to get in? That's all I'm thinking. And then I get in, and it's never as bad as you think it is. And it, you know, you get some interesting sensations, don't you? Uh, and, and you know, it makes you aware of your body. And then I get out, and I've just got to get dressed as quick as I can before I start shaking. So I don't necessarily get that same uh, high that you two get. I don't think from cold water swimming. But, so for me, like, it's really sociable. So I probably wouldn't go if I wasn't going with my mates, if I wasn't going with you or you two or someone else, I probably wouldn't be doing it. And part of it is the chat that you have in the car on the way there, because look, for us, it isn't just down the road, is it? A minimum of a 30 minute drive there and back. So it's the chat that you have in the car, the chat that you have afterwards, and the chat that you have on the way back is as much a part of the winter swimming as the actual swimming I mean ultimately you know that I started out really wanting to swim the channel the English channel solo I don't know if our little attempt this year might have put me off for life but anyway that's my ultimate ambition is to swim the channel and you know without a wetsuit and to swim Windermere without a wetsuit those sorts of things and of course it's cold right so you've got to learn to tolerate it and climatise to it and be more comfortable with it. So for me, one of the things is winter swimming is just giving you other experiences of, and, and opening your eyes up to the cold and what it feels like and how you tolerate it and how you get in and how you get out and all sorts of things like that. But also it's just being outside, isn't it? And being in um, the countryside is a big part of it for me as well which you don't get when you live in a city like Coventry and even if you go out and you bike and you go running and things like that swimming in a lake or in a river is a completely different experience of the countryside and the outdoors isn't it even in winter um, as to other things you get so yeah I, I think it's just interesting to hear isn't it why people do it and people do it for all sorts of different reasons don't they? Mm -hmm. then you know there isn't one right or wrong you know you go to it you know for your own reasons don't you that's the end of part one in part two we talk about how we keep ourselves safe our attitude to risk all of the mistakes we've made and what we've learned from them as well as all of the pros and cons of wearing wetsuits socks and gloves that's it folks Thanks very much for joining us. We hope you found some of that useful and we'll look forward to you joining us on next week's episode.